Good morning, I'm Neva Redimanu, and this is your morning news fix for Thursday, 30th of March. In this update, belief Chris Hipkins had no other option but to order a review of the communications of ousted Minister Stuart Nash. It follows revelations Nash discussed a confidential cabinet decision with two former donors three years ago. Nash is cooperating, accepting he played outside the rules and is staying put as Napier's MP for now. Former Labour staffer Kane Thompson told Kate Hawkesby the Prime Minister had repeatedly asked for Nash's assurances that his previous slip-ups were isolated incidences. Chris comes in now and he has no choice but to say, okay, well, you know, you've given me assurances before. I need to look into your communications with any donors from the past just to give an assurance that that was the end of it. The completion date for another crossing for Auckland's Waitamata Harbour is being brought forward. The Prime Minister will make the announcement when he meets with city business leaders this morning. Chris Hipkins will reveal the proposed completion date, expected to move it from the 2040s to the 2020s. And he'll lay out five options for the new crossing, probably a tunnel, and the ways they would link up with Auckland Light Rail. It appears New Zealanders are working harder than ever before. New data from StatsNZ shows labour productivity rose 2.2% in the year ending to March last year, the biggest growth in more than a decade. This follows flat labour productivity the year before. And there's a fight back from those regions that suffered the most due to border closures. The ASB Regional Economic Scoreboard for the March quarter is topped by Canterbury for the seventh consecutive quarter. But Otago has fired its way back up to second place now that tourists are allowed back into the country. ASB economist Nathaniel Keel says Otago spent most of the pandemic at the bottom of the scoreboard. Now that we're seeing the border open, some of those kind of international tourists come back, a bit more money floating around the local economy. We've seen it surge. Worries about the future of police use of facial recognition technology. Police have introduced a new tool to match unknown suspects and people of interest against the database of photographs it holds. New Zealand Council for Civil Liberties Chairperson Thomas Beagle says some people in particular will be vulnerable to errors. For example, it's not very good at picking out faces with the people with darker skin. So it often gets false positives. You end up with people with darker skin being pulled over by the police more for no reason. Police Minister Ginny Anderson says police have been developing a new framework around the issue and she expects them to continue managing and auditing technology appropriately. Of the nearly $18 million raised for the Red Cross Disaster Fund in the wake of Cyclone Gabrielle, close to $2 million has been spent. Wairoa Mayor Craig Little says people who donated can be assured every dollar will be spent wisely. And in sport, player agent Simon Porter shed light on New Zealand rugby's efforts to keep the country's top non-all-black talent. He says athletes over the age of 26 who have played five super rugby campaigns are eligible for incentive payments on top of their salaries. Pakistan could play their 50-over World Cup cricket matches in Bangladesh due to ongoing tense political relations with tournament host India. Ukraine has condemned the International Olympic Committee for allowing Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete in competitions as neutrals. I'm Neva Manu. That's your latest news fix. We'll be back with the next update at midday from the Newstalk ZB Newsroom.